Philadelphia. I'm Joel and B. Like, I want the ball. You can use John with anything. You can be like, yo, that, hey, them Johns is hot. Them, your shoes, you know what I'm saying? So it can mean anything. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Episode nine. We are back. It is the Fly Zone, the Philly centric podcast, talking sports, news, social, and cultural topics all over the city of Philadelphia. I'm one of your hosts, Candace McLean, and I'm joined with Deshaun the Connect Carter. And we have episode nine. Episode uh, you know, nine, baby, kings and queens, we pull, welcome. We pulling it out. Um, Whoa, I got a pause, station brother, when I got pause, to pause, pause. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> What the fuck is going on? <laughs> Look at already, 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 already. I mean, I hope so. Somebody <laughs> told him cost money. Um. Anyway, we're out here, and I gotta say, Sean, as good as I felt last week about this, I was beat beat the case so many times. You know. Yeah. I got a letter in the mail from the Phil- city of Philadelphia versus Candace McLean. Oh my goodness! What they want? The Boulevard Speed Cameras got me. Yo, yo! I heard they've been getting a lot of people too. They got my aunt. They got my aunt on show. They put them in, y'all. They're not pulling you on the Boulevard anymore. Is that dangerous? Of course. So they're just saying, if you go by the speed limit, they're gonna take a picture of you. Like it's over. Yeah, slow it. You got. You have to do the speed limit on the Boulevard now. They catch this cameras. There's cameras that's watching. And and guess what? It's a hundred dollars. It's a hundred dollars. A hundred dollars. How fast I was, was you doing, going, bro? I was in the forty-five. I was doing a fifty-three. A hundred dollars. <laughs> they gave you a bow. Oh my god, a so B. Then, so they got me on tape, still in boxes. They got you. They got me on camera, still in boxes. Fuck, you still they in boxes me. for? That's I, I don't crazy. even go on the boulevard. I don't even go on the boulevard. Like that's one of my things since I got my oh, car. My parents man. always said like don't go on the boulevard. I actually put in the Waze app to avoid the boulevard. I actually, but this one time I went on there to get my sister something for her birthday. The one time I go on the boulevard, and that experience was horrible. By the way, when I got her birthday situation, that was horrible. Yeah. Um, I have an actual vendetta against the Red Lobster on in Northeast and on the down the boulevard. On the boulevard. I swear, if, if that was a person, anyway. person I, if that was a person, I, I don't go to. I don't go. I don't go to these places. I don't go to Red Lobster. I don't go to Applebee's or Fry. I can't do these places. She likes to eat there. It was her birthday. I decided let me get her dinner. I go on the boulevard for the first time in how long? The only time I get a ticket. By the way, when I get to the restaurant, it was to go. Nobody came. I paid to go. Nobody came. Twenty minutes. Nobody came. What? So I'm like, what the heck? I go to the counter and I'm like, there's nobody here. 25 minutes. People are waiting. I say maybe it's like Panera Bread or like Chipotle. We just you could just take your bag if you pay for it. I go take the bag. They grip the you manager up. chases me. The manager chases me down in the parking lot. See, I knew it. <laughs> sprint it at, sprint it at the now, now you show up. Sprint it at the like I, like I sold some. Man, man, <laughs> you can get arrested. You can get a ticket. You can get a ticket. We, this is that's a that's a fed, that's an offense. That's an offense. We in a pandemic. And I said, oh, it's interesting you showed up. Right, like where like, were you like, at? Well, how how am I supposed to know? How am I supposed to know if nobody's gonna tell me it's been twenty five minutes? And the so fact I that they there. that they chased you out in the parking lot means they knew you were sitting here waiting. They knew I was. They, thank you. They watched you grab your bag and leave. I sit there another five minutes go by, ten minutes go by, fifteen minutes go by. The lady keeps asking me, "What was your order again?" Don't you know? She was like, "Oh, because the order you took it wasn't your order. It was the same thing you ordered, but it wasn't your order." I'm like, oh, "Okay." What I know. I know. At forty. Dog, I'm now at 45 minutes waiting at Red Lobster and Trash Red Lobster on Trash Boulevard. And then she comes to me. You know what she says to me, Sean? What? You might as well take the bag you took the first time because we don't need to <laughs> find your order. 
Yo, it hurt my mouth. I done flipped that bitch so, upside down. After your best Jackie Jordan curses, run, run down to me. Yeah. You come on my back. Says, go take the same bag I took because you lost my order. And I ordered six Treasure Bay biscuits. You gave me two. You ordered six so, and they gave you two. Bruh. Oh, no, 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 no. Now, now I want my, my money back. Now my money back because you're playing with me. You're playing with Anarchy. me. Anarchy. Anarchy. My bread back. So I got to say, between a ticket and the reason why I got the ticket and the fact it's only a couple miles over the speed limit, I'm I'm done. I'm done with this. I'm done with that part of the city. I will never go there. I'm yeah. never going. She actually offered me coupons. I said, I'm not coming back here. <laughs> <laughs> like, who do you think you are? I want nothing to do with red lobster or the color red or a lobster. Nothing. I'm done with it. <laughs> you don't even want to do that with the color red? <laughs> God damn. I'm done with it. I'm done red with lobster, it. Fuck you the only it. time I drew with the color red was on the Cardinals last night when they trashed the Cowboys. That was uh, so beautiful. That was just like was poetry. That was like po. I loved every second yeah. of it. I loved every second fantastic. of it. Listen, I got a friend that that's a Cowboys fan. You know who Brent is. Brent is a Cowboys fan. Mm-hmm. And I, I told him, I said, listen, Andy Dalton, I said, it's not a throw in, it's not a throw in the field that he can't make. Boy, was I happy that he proved me wrong. Boy, was I happy that he proved me wrong. Why would you think wrong. Andy Dalton can make everything wrong? <laughs> I mean, I figured Andy Dalton was a, a starter for X amount of years in Cincinnati. He could probably, I mean, he's a starting quarterback in the NFL. I mean, he can uh... play. But 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 listen, he, I ain't mad at him. <laughs> I ain't mad at him. Andy Dalton is an upgraded Matt Barkley to me. That's about it. He's he's exactly what I need him to be right now. Fresh and yeah, um, and you know, so so you know, that was a great experience last night. And speaking of great experiences or just experience in general, the NBA season is over a week in the books of the off season. Tears. In that time, the Sixers have. Hired a few people. I don't know if you heard him, Doc Rivers. Maybe you heard it from. I don't know. Oh, yeah, that guy. <laughs> that guy. But also, uh, last week they also hired Pacers senior vice president of basketball operations Peter Dinwiddie and magic director, director of scouting Prosper Karangwa. Yeah, Karangwa. Dinwiddie will serve as the team's executive vice president of basketball operations and be the number two basketball operations executive under Womp Womp general manager Ellen Brand. <laughs> Stop doing my man like that. <laughs> <laughs> Stop doing my man like that. Yo. I don't care. He's a mess up. Oh, listen. I'm giving him a chance. Man. Man like that. We gave him a chance. He messed up. <laughs> you over Anyway, while Karanga will serve as the Sixers vice president of player personnel. So these are the these are the these are this is the brain press we have for trying to shape and mold this roster. Dinwiddie, Karanga, and obviously want mm. one Elton Brand. Then what comes with shaping a team is was there besides draft picks, yep. you got free agents, right? And so you look at some of the names out there in free agency, obviously not the names in which we know will definitely come back to their teams. Like uh, Jeremy Grant, we definitely know is going back to their team. Yeah. Um, there, there's several players that we just like, we they're not going anywhere. Like, that's just not going to happen. Gordon Hayward's not going to happen. Obviously, Anthony Davis oh, is not yeah, going to yeah. happen. So, But there are several other free agents out there, Sean, that you know. I, even one of ours, Alec Burks. Um, yeah, I forgot. I, I forgot he was a free see agent. How the, yeah, that we can see this. He's just trying to, um, you know, resign. So out of the names, some like Alan Brooks, Isaiah Thomas, DJ Augustine, Jack Jordan Clarkson, your man Mello, Chris Dunn is out there. Rondo is out there. My dad wants him. I don't know. I, I actually, so. I'm not managing um, that for Leonard that. Actually. Miami. I thought about that. I thought about that. Yeah. Um, are there any names out of the pool of players that seem reasonable to come to Philadelphia that you could you see would be fits in this on this I think I would love to bring Alec Burke back. I like I like what he I like what he can bring to the table, and I think Doc could really put him in position. Um, I'm trying to think. DJ Augustine. Uh, I I wouldn't mind bringing in 
a, a bring bringing Trey Burke back. I think Doctor is going to use him in the right way, and I I bring old ass Kyle Corbett back here too. Don't you think Trey Burke is like burn bridges not because of Brett, but because uh, do you think the interaction between Trey Burke, his family, and Brett kind of tarnished any option of him coming back here, or he just understands? Yeah, nah, the whole time I don't, I don't, I don't think anything's tarnished or anything. Like, I think he understands it was coaching, and I think he understands that. Because his dad was trashing us on Instagram on Twitter, any chance he got. Yeah, every he right. Yeah, every he right. Because... he ain't say nothing wrong. He ain't say nothing wrong because he went to Dallas and was damn near starting and hooping <laughs> in the playoffs. Like, and he couldn't get in. The, he Correct. couldn't get in the game over uh over Neto. Neto. He, Neto. He couldn't get, get in the game. Yeah, you had, you had Neto yeah. over him. So like, come on, uh, what's the name? Yeah. So yeah, I take I'll definitely take Brick back. Uh, just because we have zero shooters, uh, I take Kyle Korver. It's probably gonna be surprising for you to hear me say, it, but I, I, I don't want Melo here. Oh, <laughs> Melo, my guy. The haymaker shocker. Melo, my Not guy. But I like him in Portland. I want him to stay in Portland. But the 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 number one player out of the few players that we have, mm-hmm. I think I would probably pick number one. I probably would pick Jordan Clarkson or Jeff Teague. One of them two. I actually agree. Those those are my one and twos. I, obviously, we need such an advancement yeah. in guard play. And we saw how, for Miami at least, poor guard play, even when depth, starting in depth, can like ruin your season. If they actually had quality, I mean, obviously, Arrow is good, but if they lost, yeah, tragic. But like, guard play is everything. Somebody taking off the dribble nonstop. Like, that's one the one reason they lost is Contavious Pope and Rondo just started like clicking in the, in the games five, um, four and five. Um, and so to me, to having our bench just if, I don't know if Shake's going to start, if Ben's still the four, if Ben's back to point guard, but if Ben's not back at the point guard, the Shakers I started, and backing him up is, is I don't know. Here? I think he was on a one-year deal. I don't think I'm it's hoping a not. long-term thing. And so I'm just like, we need to solidify that. and we Not to solidify it, but also advance it. We need to be better. A lot better. A lot better. I, yeah. I think that starts with the front office, too. I think all that's going to start right there. And I'm I'm just hoping and praying that, they actually listen to um I was about to say Doug, I'm tripping to Doc and get him the players he wants. Like don't try to play the don't try to be Howie and, and and bully your way into making all the decisions. Like let the get the players the coach actually wants. He knows what he's doing. Like we got a good coach. Like you know what I'm saying, let's listen to him. So you're saying it's about shaping players that like Doc wants. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't I don't want to be in a situation where it's like a Howie Roseman situation or I feel like even last season with with uh, Brett, I feel like he he probably didn't have too much control. I'm I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt because if he did, Jesus Christ, he was horrible at that. I think they they got he was horrible at a lot of things. He was, but I think you got you got to give Doctor Keys in a sense. So when, when it's when you talking about picking the players, you got I feel like you got to give him the keys. I take Burks back and Jordan Clarkson and Jeff T. I take either of them. I don't think Isaiah Thomas is as healthy he claims to be. Even if he is, I just don't. He's see. over the hill. I mean, and he yeah he's done. Yeah, he's over the hill. I like you know somebody like Chris Dunn is intriguing to me just because I don't think somebody has maximized his potential yet. I think that they it's too much it was too much going on in that franchise in Chicago and I'm just like when they where they took him, he has talent. I remember I remember wanting him out of uh college coming out of college. So did I. Yeah. I used him on two K, like I made him <laughs> I made him the NBA MB, MVP of that year when two came out. Like two K came out. Oh yeah. Oh, that's why so, you want your man. So, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Maybe I'm doing a mellow. Maybe I'm doing what you do to mellow. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so out of those names, I will take Allenberg. I will take Teague. I'll take Clarkson. We need to improve our shooting. People like Dario Sarge. I, was, I don't want these people back. I don't care. Like, yeah, it's no point, Dario. Like, now, no, listen. No that's point. not a, a. That's not a slight to him neither. Dario can hoop. No. Dario be hooping. But you gotta think about like the him. fit. But yeah, exactly. He don't fit. I don't. I'm not. I'm. I'm not good. I'm good with uh, Dario. 
I'm good on that. As a roster stand, he doesn't fit. I don't know what we're going to do with the, the big men we had, but as a roster stand, like, no, I'd rather have Pell come in the game before him, like, if we're going to, like, a certain situation. Myers Leonard, just because he can shoot in Miami. I, oh, I yeah, 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 yeah. I'll take him all day. I'll take him all day. Do you, do you think that uh, Doc going to sign his son? Because he's a free agent, too. I hope not. <laughs> I think he probably will. Honestly, out of all the guards we named, he would be the worst one. Not the worst <laughs> one, but he's because he's not bad, but he's be the most le- he'd be the least talented. Like he, he would, know. he would, he would. I agree with you. I, I got a feeling he's gonna bring him here though. Whatever. Nepotism always wins. Look at the presidency. Um, and so <laughs> from obviously so my daughter Sarge, Sarge, or who used to be here, the people who also people who used to be here, JJ Reddick gave us another shout out. I don't want to say before we get in full into the topic. JJ seems to talk about the Sixers a lot on his podcast. A lot. Whether he brings Jimmy on there, where he talks about his experience, he just seems to you in New Orleans, bro. Talk talk about the Pelicans some more. But he seems to talk about he seems to talk about the Sixers a lot. And so this week, JJ Reddick um still isn't letting go. He's still on his phones over the Sixers, apparently. In his latest latest episode of his podcast with newly crowned WNBA champion Sue Bird, shout out to Sue Bird. I once dropped 80 points on 2K with Sue Bird. True story. Well, so he has Sue Bird on there. Sue Bird. I, I use a WNBA team sometimes. So, <laughs> so, he, so he had Sue Bird on this podcast last week. Oh, like I said, oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They just wanted to chip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, 80 point special. Shout out to her. Shout out to you. When she was on there, he told her about the Sixers fans. When the Golden State Warriors would go on a run and stuff would get going and he'd be doing his shimmying and he would shoot his, a shot, you would feel that as an opposing player. When you're playing in Philly and you're playing on your home court, you feel like you're ready to get booed when you take a shot. So it's like a different playing. It's like different playing in Philly versus anywhere else. So so on so on this week's edition of the Fly Zone's Petty Girlfriend, it goes to JJ Reddick. Shout out to you, JJ. Why are we still in your in your mouth, bro? Why are we still even on your mind? Rent-free. Yeah, like, like come on, we taking up too much. As to take say what Embiid always says, we taking up too much real estate in his head. Why are you still talking about playing in Philly? You left, you're gone. We're not thinking about you. We don't want you. We don't talk about you. Listen, we talk. We just said we were ready to sign Kyle Korver. We're not thinking like it's over. It's over. Yeah. Move on, man. Move on. Stop talking about I don't, your podcast. I also, I actually, I don't agree with what he's saying. This is a this is a fan base that clapped for Marco Fultz making a free throw. Dog, we love this our is a fan here. base. That lost their minds after three years of no Ben Simmons three pointers. He makes one against the Long Lou Lions and he makes one against the Knicks and we lose our minds. Yes. Crazy. This, when we are invested in our players and for JJ, he got so much respect in his fan base. JJ and got nothing but love here. Hooping. We loved him. We wanted him back. Yeah. And so I don't know what, and, and honestly, when I think about his his big three pointers that he's made through the years when he was here, the adoration from the crowd, he would talk to the crowd, he would hype it up, he'd be, he'd be beating his chest, he makes a three pointer. So, where is this whole thing of, I, I literally remember several times when JJ hit a big three or a team, and the team turned, called a timeout, or he hit a big three when it was like in a playoff game, playoff series versus the Heat at home, and he'd snap it. And the crowd is giving him a standing ovation. So, this logic of, when I when I get hot, when I make threes in Philadelphia, you you must get ready to boot. Let's be clear, it's not true. I think this is in his head. I think that's all in his head because anytime that Philly fan in any sport that I've watched, was it baseball, was it football, basketball? If the fans were booing, I felt like it was warranted. I don't think they ever booed anybody or booed somebody besides Santa Claus. Thank you. <laughs> that that wasn't warranted. He deserved it. Yeah. He deserved it. He was drunk. Right. So so, so what is JJ talking point, about? Like I said, when the, there are several times when the Sixers deserve to get booed. 
Yes. There are several times when he was in his tenure, the team deserved to get booed. This it's been several times I've been sitting on my couch booing. It's been correct. Yes, it's been warranted. So it's I don't want, I don't want to hear it, JJ. So if you got booed, it's okay. And it happens. You're a professional athlete. It happens. You're playing in front of thousands and thousands of fans every night. Every team, every time you play basketball, it's in front of millions, JJ. You're going to get booed sometimes. It's going to happen. Yo, man. JJ is a weirdo. Now he now he's like seriously, like now he's like weirdo status because it's like, what are you even talking about? You saying stuff and it's not even true. He JJ, so JJ has took the cake this week for I think I might make this a weekly thing. JJ is definitely this week's version of the uh petty girlfriend. It's definitely a petty boyfriend because seeing it's not a on this thing. Like I've been saying, like I said last week, men definitely get in their petty feelings all the time. They, yeah. just want, they don't admit it to their friends, which is why y'all don't think it, but y'all don't think so. But men can be the most petty creatures on earth easily. Agreed. Clearly. As, as, we see with JJ. as a man, I, I agree with you. <laughs> as we see with JJ, he has a whole podcast speaking of booze. <laughs> Please. <laughs> But also speaking of the NFL, we turn our attention to the Philadelphia Eagles, who once again lost another NFL game. We still we still only have one win on the season, shocker. Um, and we lost to the Ravens, thirty to twenty eight. It was a hard fought battle. I mean, this is a good team. We came back, but I'm not. We talked about this. Before. I'm not a moral victories person. Are you? No, not at all. That game made me sick. And so, uh, not only did it make us sick, but it made us more injured. As Miles Sanders now has a knee injury, which he's going to be out one or two weeks. Mm-hmm. Zach Ertz, as we just talked about him last week, in his in his fields and in his head, will be out three or six weeks with a high ankle sprain. Okay, that ain't going to get you well, paid either, brother. <laughs> no, it's not the best ability. The best ability is availability. Jeff. Malik Jackson quad injury two weeks. He actually is playing well this year. He's out so that's two weeks. Wow. And Kayvon Wallace. His shoulder injury, he's down week to week. He did not practice. We, we practiced on yesterday, which is Monday. Tuesday, we practice well again today. And tomorrow's a walkthrough day. So any, anybody who's who's practicing tomorrow is just a, is a walkthrough. So it wouldn't matter. Hey, Wallace was supposed to practice tomorrow as a joke. Yeah. Um, uh, I was trying to practice yesterday. Who cares? He's I'm not playing this week. Yo, you took the words out of my mouth. You took the words out of my mouth. I swear. It's all scam. Oh, Fake news. Um, <laughs> so in that, those injuries are from the loss. Uh, we go through the loss, obviously. After being held scoreless at halftime, the Eagles actually came out and scored 28 points in the second half. Behind Carson Wentz, he went 21 of 40 for 213 yards, two TDs, and he had that fumble. Miles Sanders had nine carries, 119 yards. Honestly, Miles Sanders is having a good year. He's been when, he, when we choose to feed him the ball, mm-hmm. multiple 90 yard plus games since he came back from injury. Speaking of snapping, Travis Holcomb again. Yo, he a dog, man. For 75 yards and one TD. And the one TD, as you point out, was actually on Marlon Humphrey. Was in it? the end zone? <laughs> oh, it yes. was! It was! Oh. It was! It yes, was. it was on his head. It was. Yo, I like. <laughs> yeah, well, Pro Bowl corner. Yo, I'm about so to. So it's um, not like so. Let me let me take my fantasy team real quick, man. Fogelmet. Go for it. So between last week with Joe Hayden, his coverage. Now Marcus Peters had him on some rotation. You had Humphrey on uh, Marlon Humphrey on him. Six catches, seventy-five yards, and a TD. A tutty. That's legit. Adam, you got you got Pokemon Fantasy? I'm going to. I'm looking. At, I'm finding. I'm looking at him as we speak. I'm looking him up. Oh, we in the same way. Same way. <laughs> money, your money league or family? Hold on. Uh, what you What you need to know for? What you, why you want to know? <laughs> why we broadcasting live? Waiver Waiver pickup is tomorrow. I am the commissioner. So as we know, oh, she's gonna snake me, y'all. Y'all heard it. She's gonna snake. <laughs> she's gonna snake me. Listen, listen. It's all. It's, it's, it's all, all about winning, baby. It's all about winning. 
It is. So you, we talked about how obviously they did, they were scoreless in the first half. One of the reasons why they actually started a resurgence in the second half is because they put in Jalen Hurts in these package of plays. We weren't running the ball well. Um, outside of, outside of Sanders is like long carry. Uh, we can't sustain offense in the first half. Once they put in Jalen Hurts, um, he had two carries of twenty three yards. It kind of opened the offense up. They kind of got too crazy with it because I, I felt like at, at the end of the game, we was doing way too much. No, definitely. But Jalen definitely added a nice wrinkle to the offense. What do you think about that? Like, did you did you like him at being inserted to the offense? Did you like the wrinkle he gave us? Did you like how it progresses down the field a little bit? What are your thoughts on Jalen Hurts' package so far? I actually did. I actually, I think I liked it this week because it actually worked. It, like, it wasn't all for <laughs> exactly. nothing. Exactly. You tried it before. Yeah, it wasn't all for nothing. And I think the reason I think it works called me crazy. I don't know if it was last game or the game before last, but he actually threw a pass and completed it. I think when you give them the option, like, okay, we, we know he can pass the ball too, you kind of, like, make the defense, keep the defense honest. And I think that's why it worked. So I wasn't mad at it. Honestly, to be, to be all the way real with you, you're not going to like this. It's gonna, probably going to be a lot of people that, that's not going to like this. Okay, you got to say something crazy right now. Please don't say something crazy. I'm about to say it. I'm going in. I'm saying it. I felt like he gave, I felt like he had a he gave he gave the offense like a, a, a they were more like it gave us a jump it was like a jump a bounce the offense didn't have when Carson was in the game I'm not saying bench Carson relax calm down. everybody calm down I'm not saying we should have been I don't know. yeah I see the pause I had I'm like explain yourself like, <laughs> you remember I'm remember, not... remember like I'm seriously looking at you like on juice when I'm sitting there, I'm Tupac <laughs> and you Omar Epps you such a locker I'm looking at you like <laughs> please clarify. Damn. No, I was. I'm not saying we should have benched Carson. I'm saying that he gave us a he gave us a bounce that we didn't. The offense didn't have, and and he's somebody that I agree. He's somebody that the opposing team doesn't have tape on. So I feel like and include him a little more and let him pass the ball. Not a lot because he's still a rookie. I don't want to make no mistakes out there that's going to kill us. But them games when Carson is like honestly, if the way last week started, I honestly would not have. I'm not saying I would have did this, but I would not have been mad at Doug. If he played Hurts the second half of the game, I wouldn't have been upset. If Hurts played the second half of the game, that is, I'm not saying bench Carson, but then you bench him for a half of football. That's not. That I'm not saying. Benching. I'm not saying bench him. I'm not saying Hurts is replacing Carson Wentz. No, Wentz is our quarterback. Wentz is our quarterback for, for this season, next season. Wentz is our quarterback. Wentz is our quarterback. I don't want anything to do with Jalen Hurts. I think we just need to. We need to just keep him on this roster, develop him, and trade him somewhere. No, nah, I don't think we should trade him yet. Only uh, and the, the reason I say no, I don't I'm think not. We should obviously, have... we're talking years from now. Like we're talking like the Junior Garoppolo treatment. You just sit in the wing. You sit in the dark. You sit in the dark. You sit in the dark. If you have any trade value three years from now, get rid of him. Uh, I don't want. I don't know. I don't know. He yet. will never be as he will never be as good as a pass as Carson wants. He will never be as good good a quarterback as Carson wants. By the time Carson's contract is over, to way his age will be, Hurts' contract will be up. So you're gonna resign him to for a backup for what? Like it was just. This is clearly they're trying to do the Kevin Cobb or the you know. I don't think they. Didn't try to get I don't the Sam Bradford value. Him, I think they I, took him in the second round. I think they took him in the second round because they see him as the guy after Carson. No, they took him in the second round because they want to flip him the same way they do Sam Bradford. They took him in the second round, and this is Car. This is what Howie said that he was like, it's a value position. We saw how we maximize it over the years to get value out of it. I mean, you you flip Nick, you you flip Sam Bradford for first round pick. Tim. Nick Foles situated you, and you got. You, which the first one pick helped you in the Super Bowl year. He's Nick Foles got you the Super Bowl, so kind of quality back or whatever. They have no intention of making him the guy after the guy because their age. Look at the look at the age situation. That is so. By the time Carson wants his five year contract is up, he'll be thirty two. There's no reality you're going to go take a thirty two year quarterback who's still a Pro Bowl caliber talent. 
and I, that situation is I that. think it was Jalen Hurts so has a four year deal. I think it's more so because he because Carson's always he's injury prone. So I think it's it was that and but you said yeah they drafted him to be guy after Carson that doesn't make any sense because, because I think because his contract prone. is up before Carson no his contract is up before Carson's is no 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 I get he that. signed a four year deal and Carson signs has a total of seven year deal essentially because it's a it's a five year deal on extension to a two year deal so Jalen Hurts will have to be a, will be a free agent before Carson will right but I'm saying um I'm saying so like let's say sign him back no I'm saying like let's say week eight Carson goes down. And they already said, uh, I forget the other kid named um, Sutfell. They said Sutfell wants to go play somewhere else, so he's not staying. So they, I think they, they took him to say, okay, Carson goes down. We need a quality guy. I think, like you said, they're going to groom him. He's not ready yet. They're going to groom him. They're going to do a, you know all of that good stuff. But I think that's why they brought him here I have to take him in the second round. I, I, I still don't agree with taking him in the second round. We need, we have so many needs. Yeah, linebacker, safety, like, but. I, that's what I think they took him for. I think they took him because Carson, it's a chance that Carson can go down and Suffolk doesn't want to stay here. So they said, listen, let's get a quality guy here. But like, we both agree that the package of his, the package of plays he ran was effective and it gave us a boost. I don't yes. think it's something that's like, oh, a staple because we've run those same plays literally every week. It just started, it just happened to work this week in a world where like somebody just game plans for it. We'll see, but like, if it, it was effective, so it worked. Yeah, it was effective, so it worked because un- the other games it wasn't working. So we did, we we had some good things with Jalen Hurts' situation, but we also had some bad things. One of them was a massive drop by John Hightower mm. that could have been obviously points. Mm-hmm. Miles Sanders in the end zone. I mean, that was actually a harder catch than John Hightower's. He had to, he couldn't find the ball. He Sanders turned right, then he turned left, and the ball's there. He still got to catch it, but that was also a touchdown. It was. With the Ravens got six sacks on our heads. Jesus Christ! Like, and it started early too. That. By the end of the game, Carson Wentz and Jason Kelsey were the only starters left. On, starter starters from the roster. Yo, that's crazy. <laughs> on the we also have Jake Elliott's missed fifty-two yard field goal. That was kind of like what, and then to tip off the game to seal the loss for us, we had a failed two-point conversion that was hideous, an atrocious play call, um, to which. Doug Peterson, when he was asked about the two-point conversion on Monday, he said, you know, we had exhausted all of our red zone plays by that point. In retrospect, we should have called our last timeout to pick a better play. Uh, some will say that we exhausted every single red zone play we had. Why? Because we didn't kick an extra point the whole game. <laughs> so when you're going for two, you would, in fact, exhaust all your red zone plays. Yeah, <laughs> just taking that. I don't even know the last time I watched the game where they didn't, nobody, nobody tried an extra point. What was that? Nobody does that. That's why. Because nobody does that. Why? What was the point even of it? What was the point? Doug, that is so frustrating. That is so frustrating to know that you pretty much were out of position to, to take advantage of an opportunity just because the coach is just making bad decisions. That's just a bad decision. You can't do That's unacceptable. That's unacceptable. I'm sorry. That's unacceptable. And a majority, and I think that puts majority of this game on Doug, because you put us in a bad, not a bad spot. They were in a position to win, the, tie the game up, take it to overtime. But that play call was horrible. Then and then after the game, when he tells us what he should have done, it makes me even more upset. Because <laughs> like uh, looking back at it, we probably should have called it time. Uh, you think you call that bullshit ass play? <laughs> that play didn't work uh, all game. It didn't work all we'll, game. We'll, it was supposed we'll, to work we'll then get- with the game on the line. I'm sorry. Let me calm down. We we gonna get into that because I'm definitely asking about Doug's play call. But I just want to point out before we get to Doug's play call, the like Carson Wentz 
has been sacked 25 times in six games this far in the season. Yikes. In 2019, Carson Wentz got sacked 37 times all damn year. In 16 games. And so with this rundown of woes and idiocy on Doug's perspective, let's, let's go through all this situation real quick. What are your thoughts on Doug's play calling overall this year, and especially in a two-point conversion? So the two-point conversion and then his play calling overall this year, what do you think about it? Overall, I use the same word. I think it's unacceptable. We don't run the ball enough. Yep. We do not run yep. the ball enough. I think that the since the O line is, uh, you know, suffering injuries right now, you got. I feel like move the get Carson out the pocket. Move the pocket. He's sitting in that pocket. He's getting sacked. He's getting like he's getting sacked. You get, like you say we got what twenty six sacks, twenty seven sacks. Come on, move the pocket. Run the ball more. I don't think he's. I don't. I don't know what's going on, but something's going on. Nicole Martin, but it's unacceptable. It's completely unacceptable. <sighs> I I am from a firm belie- firm believer that when it comes to Doug, I want an office call coordinator call him please. Yeah. For the last couple of years, I have felt as though I can say the last two seasons for sure. The offense is stale, it lacks creativity. You were sitting and watching the game calling out plays. This is predictable. The most adventurous thing we do is bubble screens and ghost motions. Are you kidding me? Where I watch other teams, they'll have people in the backfield, have them come out, they'll have even even at such like I'm watching the Cardinals Cowboys game yesterday. Even the motions in which they had there was a play in which Kyler missed uh Larry Fitzgerald. And they put up, he was outside and they they moved the motion to the stack and then he did a, a deep post to the, to the pylon and he missed it wide. And I was like, we don't even have that basic level of high school in our packages. And I'm watching teams who play us, then they do stack formations to get free releases releases. And we may have called or effectively, that one time with John Hightower when he had that fourth and, fourth and two yep. against the 49ers to keep us going. Yep. We're stale. The offense is boring. It is. So much to a point, you had to re- you had to le- go to a read option quarterback. That's to be creative. They do that in college. Exactly. The two type, two quarterback situation. Exactly. It's horrible. I mean, you know, you had to switch to Travis. Y'all was putting Travis in there with, with Florida State. Yeah. Like, now look at the offense. Yeah, that is what you do when nothing was work is working. And there's something about the fact that you as a head coach, or before, I mean, we lost Earth and we lost Sanders. Before that, to me, you still should be able to. With Sanders, Boston's got back behind him. Zach Ertz, Fogum, who's who's a legitimate whatever, be able to scheme people open. That you're just, we're looking like a basic we're looking like a basic vanilla, basic offense. And I understand the sack things matter. You can't do everything with a poor offensive line. You can't do everything when it comes to like deep pockets and when, when it comes to like multiple step drops. And obviously moving the pocket, you can move it. But also like if the tackle don't hold up, the edge is done. But yep. you certainly can be creative in how you do intermediate and short routes. Hell yeah. Take the ball out your hands. Yo, it's so I many mean, things you could the do. The Patriots did it for years when they had trash off the lines on time. Like, you can matriculate the ball in the field. You can get you. Can, there are several ways. You watch the Cowboys, and they they suck. But like, when see, they'll find ways to get C D Lee on the ball. It doesn't have. It's not the same way. Like, and DeAndre Hopkins is doing nothing. Then they say, okay, we can put DeAndre Hopkins in the slot. He goes six, seven yards in a one catch. Like, there are way, Like, Kittle is doubled. Kelsey is doubled. They still find ways to get these the touches. We don't even have it in our offense to create a scenario where we're finding ways to get touches. I want him the play calling until he figures out. I don't know if it was Frank Reich or whatever. I want the play calling done by somebody else because he will never explain to me. I was sitting there getting frustrated every two point every two point try. I was like, "This is him trying to trying to grasp at momentum, right?" You're going for two. So I can show my team. Oh, I'm investing, y'all. I think I think you know you know we're we're going for it. We're going for it. 
But you cannot be a you cannot be a slave to the moment. Your decision to call that to call keep doing two point conversions lost us the game. We lost by two. Had you kicked extra points two times, it would have been tied. Oh, then it goes yeah. to your play call of the rate of the actual two point conversion. You you run a read zone replay against a team who has a zone read offense. Do you know how many times the Ravens saw that handoff, give and go, read the zone read? In practice every week for the last time since they had Lamar Jackson. Yo, this is a blitzing team. And what world would they have worked? They are. They see that every day. Every day, every week, every single week they see it. The and it's a heavy blitz. It's a heavy blitz team. It, it wouldn't work from a schematic standpoint anyway. And you come out here and say we should have called a timeout because you ran out of red zone plays. Well, yeah, because you because you called them all, getting getting <laughs> only two points out of all your tries. I was about to say, and you wasn't even, and you wasn't even good calls. You weren't even scoring on them. You wasn't even converting the, the extra points, the two point conversions. Oh, we we, we ran on our two point convert our extra point calls. Too. What? <laughs> That's what I was. I just said what? What? Where were you calling? That bullcrap. None of it worked. And and I feel like everybody heard this saying, "Stay ready, so you don't got to get ready." You don't draw up. Say say you draw up. You have five red zone plays. You if all right. Let's just say we we typically. Looking at the numbers, we make it to the red zone five five times a game. All right, cool. I'm gonna make five plays. I'm gonna make an uh, extra two, just in case. Or you never know what was going to happen. Why aren't you prepared for stuff like that? Like I don't understand that. That's like that's unacceptable. That's unacceptable. You, that's just preparation. You just weren't ready. You were doing from the start. So you have. So to me, I don't know if you agree. Like Doug's play calling has been atrocious all year. Um, he's year. going for two several times. He's the, the 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 on the on the third down, fourth down conversions. He's attempted all year. Highly successful. They're not when you're doing them. They're not creative. I think on a fourth down play against Washington, we actually did toss <laughs> when our right tackle's out. We have no ability to set the edge. Like it's not even from a schematic standpoint intelligent. It's not. It's not. I mean, we didn't even make a quarterback sneak. That's how. That's what your. That's what your offensive line. Woo. <laughs> that's what the offensive line gave you we couldn't even do a quarterback sneak on fourth down to get it but somehow they was gonna block on a zone replay for your for, your, for the game on the goal line when you're when six, blitzing. Four, six five quarterback can't even get an inch behind them dog it's it makes no sense it makes no sense and i still i still can't get over the fact that soon as i didn't see boston scott the whole game until we get on the goal right. line why is your smallest back <laughs> in the game on the goal line <laughs> i will never yo oh my god it dry, it literally drives me insane now i'm not saying that i can coach the nfl team i'm not saying that. i'm pretty sure doug knows no. light years about the game more than i do but jesus this type of stuff is common sense you don't have your smallest back on the in the game on the goal line. He hasn't been in the game all game. He hasn't been playing all game. Boston Scott may have got like five snaps, and two of them came from the goal line. It's unacceptable, man. It's just not. It's, it's just it's, bad. It's, so, yeah, that's it's just not smart. I mean, regardless, I'm all for, and then to me it's like the games are online. Why would I not have the ball in my 130 million dollar quarterback? Especially since my 130 million dollar quarterback is the one who got me back in the game. With these tosses to no-name tight ends, these passes to Fulgham. Like, if I'm gonna live or die, I don't. I don't care if Carson it didn't even convert it. I would rather do it on his arm than anything. Exactly. Why would I not do it on the arm of at that point the best player on the? I mean, he actually played better than Lamar to me. The best player like probably on the field at that point. So like at that point, 28 points unanswered in the second half he's giving you, which means he got hot, right? 
Yeah. Why would I take it out of his arm, his arm and take a run for it behind his trash, scumbag, sewage of an offensive line? Ridiculous. I'd rather just put it on him and his his ability to read the defense and go off. If I don't make it, if it gets bad down, if Hightower drops it down, okay, I'm fine with that. Do not take the take the chance out of my hands by saying, "Oh, go behind, go behind." I mean, who the hell was doing at the game? Jamon Brown, that stiff, was fixing his gloves. The 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 one, the same <laughs> one that was taking Brown? taking pictures with the ops after the game. It's <laughs> 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 taking pictures the with the one that got manhandled like a rag down, tossed to the side, fixing his glove. One the one set one one sack. He sat Carson. Yeah, he yeah, he got a sack. He the first lineman in the game to get a sack. It's crazy. And he's supposed to go behind that <laughs> to win the game against a top five defense. Okay. Yo. Okay. Unacceptable. How do you think the defense played this week? This week. I mean, we got back Vinny Curry. Uh, we got I, to back, be honest uh, with you, I wasn't, I wasn't mad at the defense. I wasn't mad at the defense. I felt the defense held their own against one of the top quarterbacks in the league. Um, he what he had like 108 yards rushing, which he, but he didn't kill us. It, it it may sound like oh, well, I had over 100 yards rushing, but he didn't kill us on the ground. Didn't really kill us too much in the air. I felt like they held their own. If we could have got a little help from the if the offense was Ten percent better. We probably win the game. Honestly, I'm not mad at the defense. What you think? I think it was solid against, a, especially against a, a multi uh, multi de- offense like that. Yeah, I think it was solid. I'm not mad at the performance. They got three solid running backs. They probably have like one of the best quarterbacks in the league right now. They have, like you said, they have a um a solid offensive line. I think they're a good team. They're a good team, and they, I don't feel like the defense did too bad. I mean, they gave up thirty points, but it wasn't an ugly thirty points. And I feel like it could have been close to a shootout if the offense was would have just woken up. Yeah, and like we said, there's no way we come back in that game without the stops you got. Um, McLeod yeah. started showing up. Yeah, absolutely. I think the run the run defense was good. Uh, neither one of their running backs went went crazy on us. Um, I think a lot of their success honestly came from field position too. I feel like if they, if they had if we were if we had the advantage in field position, it may have could have went the opposite direction. Other the other way, who knows? I'm not mad at the defense this week. Good job, Jim. Schwartz, I'm sure was Schwartz. <laughs> you, out. Did, you did something. You did Stopped something. on the sticks. I mean, maybe it was Will Parks. Maybe it was Will Parks. I mean, I didn't. Even, Nate Gary, he's still doing one arm tackle. Nate, um, I'm so. But, you know, it's so many people in this team. Yo, wait, I can't wait till the end of this season. It's so many people in this team that I that I'm coming for. I got a list. I got a whole Christmas list of people I don't want. A whole <laughs> list. Okay, and he's at the top. He top five. Uh, that's <laughs> all. Yeah, like uh, get Nate Gary, everything else. So another thing that came up this week, Howie Roseman and the rumor that that he's going to be a buyer in the in the trade market. The NFL trade do- deadline is still a thing; it's still happening. Yeah. Um, and they said Adam Schefter, Adam Kaplan, a few people said the Eagles are buyers. So what we're seeing here is now they want to do like a gold, like Golden Tate, similar to like when they did JGIA. They're trying to do something. Um, to salvage this wreck of a season. I got to ask you, Sean, what is your take on even being a buyer right now? Like, I kind of feel like Ricky Wars, but who for what? I mean, I'm kind of in the middle, honestly. I feel like Howie's in a position where it's like, he feels like we're not as good as we should be. He, feel like, he feels like I have to do something. And I understand that because we're, we're, we're not a good team. We have holes at linebacker. Our offensive line is horrible right now. Our running back just went down. We have no tight ends. So, I mean, I kind of feel him, but... I feel like for the picks we have, like I'd rather keep our picks. I'm not interested in giving any picks up unless it's for like somebody who's solid and is ready to play right now. But so if it's not that, then I'm good. But it, but I kind of get it though. I understand. I understand why he feels like he has to make a move. I think it's a waste of time. 
what is the point? Similar to Golden Tate, everything else. At best, you won this trash division. You'll win the NFC least. Congrats. Okay, you won the NFC least. You're gonna get you're gonna get destroyed in the playoffs. All you've done is mess up our draft position potentially. I'm not saying I'm an advocate for tanking or losing, but I am not an advocate. For, I don't even care what round pick it is for giving a potential a young person, which would be your draft pick, future picks for momentary satisfaction, meaning I'm going to get up a fourth or fifth round pick. I don't care what that person is right now. Like we got fourth or fifth round picks and I starting rosters on office and defense for a chance to go nowhere. Go for it. What do you, what would you prefer based off of Eagles history draft wise? Like in my own opinion, I don't feel like they're great at drafting players. Uh, so if they could get somebody who's proven, by giving up a draft pick, I don't think that it's a bad. I don't, I don't think that it'll be such a bad idea if they can get somebody who's proven. If they're getting somebody they're just taking a chance on, they're oh this guy has good upside. Uh, I don't know, but if they get somebody who's proven that can help at a position of need, I'm not against it. Where does that get you though? I mean, are you saying we get somebody who's proven that's long term here? We're not talking about this season, but you get somebody who's proven that's going to be here a year from now, two years from now. Mm-hmm. That's the only way I see it makes sense. Like I'm not interested well, I'm in. They have to be proven and be here long term because it just yes. makes no sense to me. Golden Tate for a one year deal, I would not do that ever again. It's a waste of time and energy. Yeah, this that was team a waste is of not time. as it stands, as it stands, built to win multiple playoff games, a playoff game, no matter who the hell you bring in here. If you, it's just a waste of time. If you give me somebody that's here for three, two to three years that you're trading for and you're just developing them in a the system, okay, fine. If you're going to give me a linebacker, go get – not that they were good wood after last night, Hassan Reddick or somebody, a linebacker, and you – okay, fine. But I'm not going to do a one-year, like, let's see, let's let's go for a deal. We're not yeah. built for that. Yeah, I don't no. even care in a world where you get to Sean and I'll Sean back in a couple of weeks, a la, 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 la. Even if they come back in here, it don't matter. I Like, we're just not going to be, from a chemistry standpoint – we could get completely healthy by week 10. It won't matter. Where this team is, as it stands, it's not going anywhere. Lane's injury will let lag nag come through the season. The offensive line will be trash all damn year. And I don't know what's going to happen with the, the depth we have at corner, everything else. Like, I don't care you bring in here. We're not winning a damn thing this year. We're just selling jerseys and people are going to be at the stadium have, drinking, drinking I beer. Think, I think essentially we're saying the same thing. Yeah. And honestly, like, uh, we just got to get it all together before we play on Thursday night football, which is a couple of days from now. Two days. Depending on when you listen to this podcast, we be playing um, the New York Giants division rival. New nah, York football no Giants. <laughs> um, because in that game, Miles Sanders and Zach Ertz, Ertz have already been ruled out. So the running back depth will be Boston Scott, Corey Clement, and Jason Huntley. We also have Elijah Holyfield, Adrian Killings Jr. on the practice squad. Um, the tight end depth for that will be Richard Rogers, Jason Kroom, and Hakeem Butler. We also have Caleb Wilson on the practice squad, squad that can be called up. Potential returns from that game is Deshaun Jackson, Lane Johnson, and Avante Maddox, who all practiced this week so far. Uh, with before I get into game predictions, are you okay with the running back situation as it is with Hell with no. names like <laughs> with with names guys in the fit, like like I said, he's Spencer Ware's out there, Lamar Miller's out there. I would like Corey Clement is done to me. I watched Corey Clement; he has no burst. It's a waste of time. I don't even know why he's here. All, Looking to check all all three of those backs are done to me. Boston Scott, he's a third down back. Corey Clement is not good. Jason Huntley has done nothing. I mean, he hasn't had any opportunity. And the rest of the backs are on a practice squad for a reason. This is this is a disaster. I think the running back position is a disaster right now. The death is terrible. 
I mean, we have depth, but the players you have, they produce nothing. And, and the reason it makes me upset is because when you bring in a player like Devontae Freeman to work out and you don't sign him, and then he goes to your division rival, and there you play him this week, and you don't have your starting running back because he went down, it just makes me wonder, hmm, why didn't we sign him? What, what was going – are they com- – because if they are, I have a problem. Were they really comfortable with Corey Clement backing up Miles Sanders? That's a problem for me because Corey Clement doesn't see the field. Boston Scott sees the field more than Corey Clement does, and he's only a third down back. So now we're about to rely on him for to win us a game for possibly the next two games. That's a problem. That's a problem for me. Um, I as soon as as soon as the season began, the whole offseason, we thought we needed to draft somebody or a running back or to sign one. That was like a, one of the primary focus. Obviously, obviously, receiver was big, but like one of our primary focuses was we need to because we Miles Sanders got hurt at the end of last year. We had Boston's got the the hold is down essentially for the Giants win to seal the entire NFC East for us. They didn't they didn't commit to that. They did. They didn't commit to anything. They came in here with Elijah Holyfield and uh, Corey Clement and Boston Scott and said, "One of y'all going to be this story, and we're going to figure it out." Do you remember Even last we week? Devontae Freeman. What's up? You remember last week when they asked Doug, are they going to go after uh, Le'Veon? And he said, nah, I'm comfortable with the backs we have here. You comfortable with that was a joke. I want to... <laughs> <laughs> Fucking joke. He's a liar. I just want to throw my protector. <laughs> <laughs> you comfortable with... Like, outside of, outside of, like, the talent of Miles Sanders carrying you on his back, the few chances he get, the run game is non-existent. Fuck no. And per- many of those are just long runs by his own natural talent. And J.J. I think away side doing one thing well, which is blocking. They might as well put Jalen Hurts at running back. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> go to the go to the Georgia Tech triple option. Like, I mean, like at this point, because this is just crazy. The so I'm sitting there like, as soon as as soon as Miles got hurt, I was like, okay, like I go to free agency, like a boom. As soon as he got hurt, I'm like, oh, who's, who's available for free agency? So I had no logic in my in my head. We were actually going to play with these bums. <laughs> they suck at running back this week. Boston Scott, Corey Clement, who we his needs are done. He has no burst. Corey Clement can't do a damn thing for us besides give my gate park, hand out Gatorade in the sideline. Listen. So I said, oh, who's available? Spencer Ware, Lamar Miller. We got, we got I guess we pulled. I, I'm, I'm sitting there. It's Sunday night. I'm waiting Sunday night, bro. We had a one o'clock game. I said, about four or five, they're going to make an announcement. Sunday night, you don't have I'm like, oh, that's all right, whatever. I'm sitting there waiting to pick somebody on fantasy. Oh, Monday man. morning. I'm like, oh, you know, Doug at the press conference, but getting answered the press conference. Ain't nobody coming. Nobody. <laughs> ain't nobody coming. Nobody walking through the door. I'm still here on Tuesday. Like, well, you didn't get to here on Tuesday. They didn't need all the place. Like, nah, bro. He, we really going to war with these dudes. And by the way, because of my money league, I got everybody on the buy. <laughs> I got to start Boston Scott for me. Boston. <laughs> <laughs> I got everybody on a buy. So I was gonna buy. Everybody's gonna buy. I didn't know. I didn't know. Sometimes you don't check this stuff after when you draft. You just like you just draft the people. Drive people. Draft people. That was and me I a week ago. Know, as I sit here and say, he's, he's here and say he's not good enough. I need him to be. <laughs> <laughs> so with everything, you no everything choice. you have, <laughs> everything you have in tow, Sean. The Sean's back. Lane's back. Devontae Max is back. Jalen Mills. I guess go back to safety. Whatever that means. Whatever. Yeah, I'm about to say whatever. You can't play that either means. one very well. Yeah. The tight end depth. What's your game prediction for Thursday night? Give it to me. Uh, you're going to do that to me? Uh... Got to. <laughs> <laughs> Just because I'm not into picking against the Eagles, because honestly, I really don't know. 
What's going to happen? Anything. It's literally anything could happen any given Sunday. We both we both said they had Saquon. We build. We be losing. Yeah. Oh yeah. If Saquon was playing, I'm I'm picking against the Eagles. If Saquon if Saquon was playing, uh, but I'm gonna say Eagles win twenty to seventeen. In a game of, and I was wrong last week. I said we're gonna get blown out. We we did get blown out for a half. So I was working out the way I said. I said we, we're gonna, I but said, well, I'm, I'm gonna stop you because we were right about something. They did drop thirty. <laughs> we were right about we that. that exactly. We do we do that much. Yeah. So I what I'm what I feel like when it's games like this where people are equally trash, the tie goes to the better quarterback. That's how I look at football. Yeah. And that's world where they're both hurt. We're both hurt. Our defense actually is better than theirs. So we should be able to force them three and outs because their secondary is atrocious. The pass rush is atrocious. But they don't have to be against this offensive line. It could just be bare minimum defensive line and they still gonna get to Carson. Mm-hmm. So to me with Trash roster one versus trash roster two. I will split the baby and go. Okay, we have a better quarterback. Better quarterbacks win. Better quarterback got us back into the game against top tier defenses the last two weeks. So he should do it against the Giants. I have us going. Uh, I think we'll drop twenty eight on the head, mm. and they're going to put up ten. Mm. I think our pass rush. Be a we, we lead the league in sacks. I, I think we lead the league in sacks. I think our pass rush is legit. I think that that you as long as you have a good pass rush, you're going to win a game. Like. They don't have a good offensive line. Daniel Jones, he's not that good to me. He's a serviceable quarterback. And so I just feel like they can't run the ball because of our defensive line. They won't be able to, pa- to pass in the field because of our defensive line. We get Maddox back. So this is your, this is your starting secondary. Slay, Maddox, Mills, and McLeod were your week one starting healthy secondary. You mm-hmm. get that back. You, Roby Coleman is your starting slot. He's been your starting slot. So, like, you have the starting secondary. You essentially have the starting defense line because Hargreaves is healthy now. You just don't have the depth with Malik Jackson. So your defense is fine. There's no reality playing a trash offense like the Giants, who has been trash all year, that they should be going up and down the field. You got some real damn problems. Mm-hmm. Um, to wrap up this episode, we already got a <laughs> we already got an hour into this thing. Good stuff. We're gonna run right into the bulletin board where we run down the latest news, events, things going on in the city that are pressing to you, pressing to us. Just going on. Keep your abreast of what's going on. <laughs> As we know, we can't forget. Actually, it's mass. We wear masks every day. It's COVID season still. I mean, do you, you, ha- you not do you forget ha- it? Do you have the uh? Do you have the citizens app? No. The citizens app. So what it is is for people who don't know. What it is is it gives you alerts on what's happening in your neighborhood. So like, well, not even your neighborhood, wherever you're at. So if you're in, if you're standing right next to me right now, you got an alert, and it, it may tell you, oh, uh, just give you an example. I'm not saying this is what's happening. Uh, robbery around the corner be careful don't go around yeah, there or it. yeah so but it also i've heard gives of you, it i just don't have it it also gives you the uh covet updates as well and i've been getting them literally every day this month that's this, this why I don't the have rate it. is going up <laughs> <laughs> which is why i don't have it. i can't live in that city I, I, I was like i knew exactly yeah i know what it was i just don't have it i can't yeah. that's not good for my mental let's just be like obviously i'll be wanting to know are, i'll be wanting to know i'll be like, i feel like i need it. to know and so as Sean said, he gets alerts every day. Why? Because the cases are going back sky high. Uh, over the weekend, Pennsylvania reported a daily increase of 1,857 corona cases. The second highest single day total since April 9th. Wow. Another 2,372 cases on Saturday and Sunday marked 14 straight days of at least 1,000 new cases. The state's statewide case total has climbed to 183,315 since the start of the pandemic. With another 34 fatalities on Sunday and Monday, raising the COVID-19 death toll in the state to 8,500. Listen, 
we all are enjoying the stadium being re reopened and restaurants, indoor dining open. Um, but don't let that mistake, don't let that masquerade you fool you into thinking like this is over. <laughs> yeah. Because we're currently in the second wave of it. Um, and I know nationwide, the spike of daily new cases is actually higher than it was in the first wave in a sense of when the first wave hit, the new cases will be like obviously 1,500, 2,000 a day. And that was the first wave of it. Now in the second wave of it, those cases actually are higher than they were, they were in the first wave. And we already know how the first wave was detrimental. So yeah. we're actually worse and we're standing when it comes to new cases nationwide than we were in the first wave of this pandemic. So long story short, like I said, mask up. It's not over just because you can go into the mall now and get some, go to Foot Lock and get some Jordans. Doesn't mean um, this thing is over. And I, yeah. to, a, to a millennial, to a millennial stand of it, um, researchers found that among, that among millennials, which means what happened to be, since the COVID outbreak, there's been a 12% increase in major depression, 7% increase in alcohol use disorder, and 5% increase in tobacco use disorder. So that means nearly one in three millennials in the country right now are now suffering from behavioral health conditions um, in 2020. That's crazy. Uh, Before we even started recording this episode, I was actually having a conversation with somebody on Instagram about, they were saying like how they just didn't expect the, pan the pandemic to just hit the way it did. Because I had put up a post actually about uh, Retin Terminal possibly closing down. They actually started up a GoFundMe. Cause to, uh, to try to save the business, but they were, she was saying like, that's like a childhood memory for her. Her grandma used to take her and her sisters down there. She has a twin down there every Saturday when they were growing up. So it was like a childhood thing. They had memories down there. Like for me, I probably been down to the Red Terminal a hundred times, but if it doesn't come back, I'm okay. <laughs> but for her, it's affecting her differently because she has memories, childhood memories down there. So, I mean, it affects everybody differently. So like we said, when it comes to the, vi the virus, mask up, but also, as we see with millennials, please protect your peace. If you can't do it, if, you feel, if you're feeling like, you know, it's getting too much, we will, I will drop some of the links for, like, uh, suicide prevention hotlines, everything else on the social medias. But also, do what you can. Go to that Zoom call if you got to. <laughs> protect your peace. Seriously. <laughs> please. The next problem is uh, the Sixers are pushing for an All-Star game in 2026 for the NBA All-Star weekend. Part of the team will be hosting, the, will try to host the first All-Star game since 20, 2002. Um, the city has hosted the All-Star game four times at the, the Convention Hall in 1960, the Spectrum in 1970 and 76, and the first Union Center in 2002, where we all know AI was going off that year mm -hmm. and was snapping in that game specifically. Yep. The, the league has already earmarked the next three events in 2021, the All-Star Game will be in Indiana. 2022, the All-Star Game will be in Cleveland. And in 2023, the All-Star Game will be in Salt Lake City. Honestly, those cities suck. But... I was about to say Salt Lake City. Who wants to go there for anything? <laughs> who wants to go to Cleveland? The fuck? What's up, LeBron? Yeah. Who the hell? And he left there. He left. Yeah. He got out there quick. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the hell do I want to do in Indiana or Cleveland? Hopefully, in 2026, uh, we'll get this bid, and we can actually get them some people to do like we can have we can have yeah. LeBron and have like I think that'd be good for the something besides being boring. Um, Comcast will have to sign on. This is the twist of this thing. Comcast will have to sign off on this plan to make it happen. Of course, you can't submit to the NBA. We want to host it without a venue. The problem is that there's been rumors about the Sixers wanting to move locations out, out of the Wells Fargo Center. Comcast owns the Wells Fargo Center. There, there's been rumors that the Sixers want to go to Penn's Landing and build a new new stadium, a new $2 billion stadium, and get out of the grass with Comcast. But the reality is they need them to actually do this bid. Yeah. So this might actually be the deciding factor in the new stadium or not if we can actually get this bid for that. So look out. In 2026, hopefully we all still standing. <laughs> right. We have all <laughs> <laughs> God's willing. 
Speaking is still standing, it is still election season, and the U.S. Supreme Court has allowed a three-day extension to, to count Pennsylvania mail-in ballots. On Monday, the, Pennsylvania, the Supreme Court allowed Pennsylvania's three-day extension to accept mail-in ballots with justices denying a request by state re- Republicans to intervene on the grounds of that the state's highest court had overstepped its authority. So essentially, the actual Republican-run, you know, state state house went to went and said, "Oh, November third is election day. Any mail-in ballots that come in after that, or whatever, we can't count, even if they are marked and postdated before the third. Obviously, this is voter suppression one on one. So they went all to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court said, "No, you can't do that. People, if people have mailed before the third, they they voted before the third. It has to count it. Under state law, counties can accept mail-in ballots that arrive by 8 p.m. on election day. But in September, anticipating unprecedented voting by mail and U.S. Postal Services, the Supreme Court ruled officials could could accept ballots until 5 p.m. on November 6. So that's that." You got some extra. You got three extra days, but you shouldn't need it. Go vote now. Make your go voice vote, heard. Go vote. Uh, Concourse Dance Bar has reopened and has reopened itself as a ice bar. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you've ever been there, but Concourse Concourse was like a bar that was a retro bar. So there was like a ball pit, and it was like you know you go back, you go in there like you're in the early like two thousands or something. No, I never been there. And it was a duck bar. It was a duck bar that had like you know a retro theme now they've turned to the ice bar you gotta put your jackets on they have ice sculptures they have drinks and cocktails and ice ice cups and you can go in there and have some have this cold experience and it's already cold outside but <laughs> if, you, if, if you went to wearing your down yeah, jacket you're gonna come in cold you're gonna leave cold for a spin. <laughs> thank you taking your north face out for a spin go <laughs> speaking of cold weather and Ye Outdoors, Rittenhouse Square's Harper's Garden has installed a handful of heated glass wall greenhouses, complete with plants and flowers, where folks can sit there and, and eat in an updated seasonal menu. Uh, while there's no additional fee to dine in the greenhouses, reservations are highly recommended. There are two sizes of greenhouses available, one for some seating for four and seven guests, other seating up to nine guests. So if you want, there are glass greenhouses in downtown Rittenhouse Square in front of Harper's Garden. You can eat there. I mean, that's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah, it's not a, that's not a bad situation. <laughs> At all. And you <laughs> wait people as they walk by. But I mean, that, that's a cool that's a cool, uh, cool idea. Yeah. As we said last week, Black Restaurant Week will continue through Sunday. 15 Black-owned restaurants and food trucks throughout the city um, will be celebrating African-Caribbean and American African-American food. You can get price-fixed lunch, breakfast, and dinner. You can choose from casual, fifteen to twenty-five dollars, or fine down thirty-five to forty-five dollars. And like we said last week, you can go to Booker's Restaurant and Bar, Baltimore Avenue, Angry Deacon's Ribs on Spring Gardens, Alina's Cafe in Germantown, and several other places. Please hit up BlackRestaurantWeek.com to look at all the places. Support, 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 support you our people, Sunday. man. Support your people. If you want to really live the Eagle Super Bowl, a new documentary called Baby Next Year will be screening at the Navy Yard on this uh, Tuesday and Wednesday coming up. So if you want to sit down and look at Nick Foles and the Philly Special at, at the outdoor drive-in theater there, you can hit up maybe next year. I'm actually, I actually you might actually catch me down there. I, I don't, I could rewatch the Eagles Super Bowl it. literally for the rest of my life. I could watch that I and literally it. nothing else. I'm okay. I love a good Eagles Super Bowl. Like I will sit there and watch like the NFL films like on YouTube when they have like the America's Game. Yep. <laughs> or just the highlights. Oh yeah, it gets me every time. Yep. Hands down. Speaking of. Speaking of films, the Philadelphia Film Festival begins Friday, 
will also be at the Navy Yard. The hybrid festival curated by the Philadelphia Film Society will feature nearly 100 films, which are probably featured, documentary, short. I cover this every year. It's a good time. Some of the movies, they're all going to be foreign, from foreign independent films. Some of the movies in there, highlights are No Man Land, starring Francis McDormand, One Night in Miami, a drama. And I think Ammonite, a movie with um, Kate Winslet that people are saying is going to win some kind of Oscar. They always say something. Um... <laughs> will also be featured there. I have gone, I've covered the Philadelphia Film Festival for the last three years. So that now they forced me to do a drive-in, but it's creative, it's fun. And also who doesn't like a good movie? <laughs> right. There is a, ter- a pop-up bar this, that's kicking off this Thursday because obviously Philly, we love bars, we love drink. Set in the Independence Visitor Center, large second floor outdoor terrace, um, sponsored by Visit Philadelphia. There'll be a pop-up bar from with fe- featuring brews from East Falls with Second Brewing Company. And more, you can see views of Independence Hall there. So if you want to get down, I mean, it's actually a good weather week. I think it's in the 70s all the rest of this week. Yeah, it's actually going to be a really nice you, week. So you can enjoy the terrace pop-up bar. And last but not least, and it's definitely not least because it's great to my heart, it is Pennsylvania Wine <laughs> Month, <laughs> so look out. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> last to some people's hearts, but first in my dreams. <laughs> it is Pennsylvania Wine Month. So you can get great wines and great specials. Looking into all your favorite wineries, local wineries, breweries, and the obviously Pennsylvania wine and spirit stores. If you go to the um, fine wine and spirit stores um, in the city, you'll see like because it's wine month, they'll have things situated situated out for discount, like more discount than usual. They actually have a section uh, devoted to this. So people who want to get down with the wine, and I am those people. <laughs> Look out for that. So that's that's a bulletin board. COVID is still on the rise. Protect your peace. Protect your peace. The Sixers are going to... Please. The Sixers are going to push for this all-star game, but they also need a house, so I guess Wells Fargo and, uh, and Comcast, they got to crawl to them. You have until... You have to mail your ballot by the 3rd of November, but if they get it by the 6th, you're good. It counts. Concourse Dance Bar is now a igloo. Harper's Garden <laughs> has glass full of greenhouses that you can eat your food in. Black Restaurant Week to Sunday. The Eagles actual documentary maybe next year available at the navy yard the film festival begins on friday terrace pop-up board at the independence visitor center and all like i said again it's pennsylvania wine month and i i love it are you a good are you a big wine drinker or uh i'm not a big wine drinker but if i do drink wine i like uh red dry wine okay i like it i'm gonna get my like my i took a mile back any day of the week i'm probably gonna have some for dinner with dinner later on and so that's been the rundown and that has been episode nine sean I mean, we're, we're 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 saying Eagles victory this week. We rolling, baby. We're looking. We rolling. Carson holding us down. Sean wants to see some Jalen Hurts. We'll see. I'll take if it works. It works. It works. That's, that's what I'm, I'm saying. I'm just, listen. I just want to win. A win is a win. Is a, a win. win is a win. I'm, that's tired I'm trying. Losing. That's all I'm saying. And so I, I am one of your hosts. I'm Candace McLean. And I'm joined by Sean the Connect Carter. Don't forget to follow yep. us on all social media platforms. On Instagram, you can follow us at the dot on on Twitter. We are at the flyzone. Tap in with us. And also, we're available on Spotify, Google Podcasts, iTunes, and this week, Amazon Podcast. Amazon. What up, Amazon? If you, talk, if you talk to Alexa, are you telling her? To put put on some Mariah Carey. Tell her also to put it on the fly zone because you can do that now. Tell, tell her to tell Jeff Jeff to cut us a check too. Jeff exactly. ain't hurt for nothing right now. <laughs> exactly. I need. I got bills. Right. right. Especially if the PPA gave me hundred dollar hundred dollar ticket. I got more bills. Fooling. So uh, y'all stay safe out there. Again, vote. Mask up. Do your thing. Black restaurant week. Get it. Get it in. Peace. Oh.